and even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead, service family members, a prayer, devotional, memorial, family, evangelistic service, evangelism always. My beloved, this is Daniel White the third president of Gospel Light Society International, a ministry that is nearly 40 years old. Uh, I started it right out, right after I got out of the Air Force. Back then it was called Gospel Light Ministries. Today, right now, we're doing the White House daily reading of the chronological Bible, episode number 532, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. Uh, this unique viewpoint, this unique arrangement of the Holy Scriptures allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true story, non-fiction story, and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. <clears throat> but not only history, the present and the future. Today we are reading 1 Kings chapter 8 verses 22 through 32. Uh, and you two can switch in the back. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, <coughs> Holy Father God in heaven, thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be here today. Hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. And Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit and your Holy Word, and for all of the millions and many and manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us. Down through the years, through your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And Lord God in heaven, we praise you and we thank you for allowing things to be as well as they are. And I praise you and thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon all of us, even those who complain and whine and who are never content and who are never happy. And Holy Father God, we individually, hopefully, and collectively, hopefully, confess our sins, our failures, and our faults unto you. For those of us who are truly saved and born again, forgive us, Lord, of our sins, our faults and failures as we from our hearts by your grace Forgive those who have sinned against us. Uh, and Lord, we pray that you'd wash and cleanse our hearts and minds and consciences in the precious blood of Christ and make us to be whiter than snow again in the precious blood of Christ by your grace. Crucify our flesh and the old man within us for those of us who are truly saved. Fill us afresh and anew with the fullness and the power, the unction and the anointing, the fruit and the liberty, Lord of your Holy Spirit. And Holy Father God, I pray for the salvation of the religious and the lost in my own family, including my own wife and my own mother and sisters, uh, for uh, those who are truly born again and who uh, have been so, Lord, uh, for years would grow into your obedience. These are not nebulous things. Uh, these are facts based upon your holy word because you will never let your child stay the same. In fact, Lord, one of the things, as you know, I have thanked you for over the years, almost, almost equal to salvation, is how that when I was disobedient as a Christian many years ago in the early years, you taught me through your chastisement and through your rebuke, not only to be obedient to you, to strive to be obedient to you, but you taught me how to fear you, how to respect you, and, ha and, and that alone has a way of stopping uh, your people from doing evil and continuing in evil. When we uh, do evil and we're quick to confess it as sin, and uh, Lord, I believe this is the case for all born-again Christians certainly at different levels. So open the eyes of the blind, unstop deaf ears, Lord, in my family and in all uh, families that name the name of Christ but have people who are not saved uh, in those families. And so, Lord God in heaven, all around the world, we pray for the religious but lost the tares, the Pharisees, the Sadducees that are among us, 
who are secretly tearing down your work and trying to hinder your work. And uh, instead of uh, advancing uh, the cause of the gospel. And uh, have your Holy Spirit not to give them rest until they come to know your Savior. We also pray for the so-called irreligious people who are outside of the walls of the church and really don't have an interest. Uh, have we pray that, Lord, whatever you do to draw people to yourself, that you would continue to do that and help us. Uh, sadly, the anemic church uh, confess our sins and repent and be revived and start witnessing to the loss as you have commanded us to do and loving uh, one another and the lost so that we can witness have a mind to witness to them. Holy Father God, we also pray on this beautiful day that you have made, uh, Lord, that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias. <coughs> out of my own wife and other people in my family, and uh, out of the lives of, uh, ob obviously, thousands of others who are demon-possessed in our communities and in our society. Uh, Lord, I know that the sweet uh, evangelical Christians don't want me to pray like this. They don't want to hear that kind of praying. But Lord, we're, we're, we're dealing with a very real situation here. Uh, even the psychologists have included, finally, demonism in their, uh, their encyclopedia or dictionary or whatever they have, that demonism is a reality. Demon possession is a reality. There's no way to explain some things that are happening in families and in churches other than demon possession. And so, Lord, help more pastors to pray against this, to uh, pray and ask uh, you to cast out demons in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We don't have to call a Catholic exorcist. Uh, we can pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and see that happen. It may take, as you have said, uh, prayer and fasting. So Lord, whatever it takes, help us to give it up and to do it. And so Lord, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would also cast out uh, the demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias uh, out of uh, my wife's life and other people's lives in my family and uh, other uh, uh, places and other families and churches around the world. But Lord, we pray also that you would cast out the sins that comes from the root of these demons and demon spirits such as pride, stubbornness, rebelliousness, witchcraft, lying, dishonesty, deceit, bad attitudes, bad spirits. And uh, Lord, I do pray that for those of us who are saved here, those of us who are saved out there, give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. And Lord, I thank you for the sweet victory that you've given to me for years as I uh, told my wife yesterday 
evening, how that I have never, by your grace, allowed her to hinder me in the ministry. And uh, that's, that's a credit to you, your might and your power and your answering of prayer. Uh, that uh, and it's a message for also other Christians who have to deal with demon-possessed people in their family uh, that they can stand and they can do your will if they pray and not be uh, not allow themselves uh, to sweat the small stuff and not allow themselves to be negatively influenced by people who are influenced by the devil and so we pray for the salvation of these people so that they can have the same sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. And so, Holy Father God, uh, help husbands to understand when, if they are in the same situation uh, that uh, uh, contrary to what the sweet evangelicals teach and preach and other charismatic uh, preachers teach and preach that is not the uh, fault always of the man. It's not because he's not doing this or that or the other. Uh, some people are not saved in the church and some people are demon possessed and full of pride and they don't want to be saved. They want to try to cause a problem. And so, Lord, I do pray that you would drive the demons of hell out of people who are in the church and who are lost. Open blinded eyes, unstop deaf ears. And, Lord, we pray that our theologians would cease trying to put out every fire. And, and as H.B. As, uh, Charles is Jr., who is telling preachers today to get back to preaching the gospel. Getting people saved is what makes the difference uh, in all marriages and in all families. Uh, it's all about you and your being in the hearts of people. There's something wrong if there's a problem in a Christian family when everybody is saved unless somebody's walking in the flesh and not filled with the Holy Spirit. And so, Lord, I do thank you for showing me that clearly across Christianity. This is a huge problem. Uh, while uh, some may think uh, that it's just a local issue, no, uh, I, Lord, I know um, from the position you put me in, this is a worldwide problem in the church. And so, Holy Father God, uh, uh, that's why we see so many divorces among Christians. People have never been born again <coughs> because saved people will make it happen. Saved people will make it work. Saved people will be happy even under duress and distress and tribulation and trouble and have good cheer and will be able to laugh and carry on because of you, Lord Jesus Christ because of your Holy Spirit being inside of a person makes all of the difference in the world. <clears throat> and so, Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Please rebuke and bind the devil, his demons, and his host from this time. Have it go smoothly, decently, and in order. And Lord, I pray that you would 
help all of our technicians to do their job well and uh, on and be on point, sober-minded, vigilant, and watchful. And we pray that lost souls would be saved, Christians would be revived, your holy name would be glorified, and Jesus Christ exalted. We pray for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving all around the world. We heard about a little baby dying in the war. Lord, comfort these people as only you can. A little girl died. God have mercy. Uh, because she did the little, she did the tick-tock challenge of, of uh, I guess, holding your breath or something. And she died. Lord, what a tragedy. What foolishness is going on in our country. And so, Holy Father, God, deliver each and every one of us who name the name of Christ and who are saved from temptation, evil, and sin throughout this day. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to act right, and to do right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. Lord, we pray that you'll bless and protect and prosper all of the mechanical apparatus of everything and the message going out through all of the wires and pipes and uh, uh, cables all around the world. Lord, I don't understand it all, but I thank you for it all. And Lord, I pray that you will grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit as Christians to love right, live right, think right, and do right, and act right, and do that which is pleasing in your sight. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. And Lord, help us all who are Christians to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to get back to you, our first love. And Holy Father God, we pray that for those of us who are saved, we pray that you lift all of our burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties uh, from our minds and hearts, souls, and spirits. Fill us with your peace that passeth all understanding, <clears throat> your joy unspeakable, your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart. And uh, Holy Father God, help us to all who name the name of Christ and who are saved to truly confess our sins. <clears throat> and to repent of our sins and to do right by you. And then, Lord, we do pray that by your grace, uh, by the power of your Holy Spirit, you would deliver us from all of our tribulations and troubles and trials and temptations and tests and tensions with the lessons learned and also with good cheer. Help us to go through all of that with good cheer. Not only with cheer, Lord, but you said good cheer and joyfulness and peacefulness no matter what the situation is only born again christians can do that because you're living on the inside of them you have filled them and us by the power of your holy spirit it's no credit to us uh this is not a looking down our noses because we're truly born again there's no credit to us all credit goes to you And we give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. And Holy Father God, we also pray that you deliver us from all spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, family, financial, student loan debt, student progress problems, 
and deliver millions from a housing crisis, food crisis, medical crisis, utilities crisis, which is afoot right now. Lord, little babies can't even get Similac, which I didn't even know they still sell that stuff. Uh, Lord, I thought most people were breastfeeding as uh, uh, my wife did, and uh, uh, I just had no clue that this this would this would be the case and turn into a crisis but Lord you know all about it and so Holy Father God and, and there's some saying is going to get far far worse in fact uh, uh, there's an article out today Lord this is a, a crisis is coming in the matter of of uh, cost of living A cost of living crisis is upon us. And so, Holy Father God, thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. Thank you for your chastisement upon your wicked church in America. And, uh, of course, uh, the uh, collateral damage is horrifying because of what we have failed to do. We have failed you. Uh, and Lord, you're so loving, uh, you, you, you wouldn't put it in, this, in these terms, but, but we have failed you. We have failed Jesus Christ uh, as this modern-day church, and, uh, and, and on top of that, we have failed to admit it. Our so-called church leaders are not admitting this. They're still pushing uh, demonic uh, foolishness, such as homosexuality, in the church. They are hell-bent to try to make the church a homosexual church and uh, making Bible-believing people accept homosexual members married to each other and so forth. And uh, I'm praying, Lord, that Ed Stetzer would be the man that I believe he is and stop it. He can stop it today. And I pray that you would touch his heart uh, to do it. Uh, no doubt he is probably listening right now, along with his cohorts, Andy Stanley and a few others. Dr. Russell Moore can stop it. I pray that he would. Uh, I pray that the, their, their, their biblical conviction, convictions and your Holy Spirit would convict them and lead them to stop this damnable foolishness that uh, not only them uh, but uh, many black pastors as well uh, have pushed uh, and uh, uh, even one of the civil rights uh, father's son uh, up in Chicago I can't call his name right now but Lord I pray that you turn their wicked hearts around I pray that you would help them to repent 
and stop this foolishness. They have seen the collateral damage and it is horrifying. Now uh, people who are not even saved are standing up against it. And so this was brought on by people who know better. And Lord, you know the ins and outs of it, and I pray that you would break it up and stop it before America is totally destroyed. And so, Holy Father God, as I continue in prayer, Lord, I do pray that you would bless and protect all of my family, all of my offspring, and all other Christians and people who name the name of Christ, protect us, Lord, from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil. Protect us, Lord, from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. Uh, Lord, what's happening in the world today because of our sins and foolishness is uh, shocking. But still, Lord, we give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. Lift up your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, we pray that you would draw all men unto him for salvation. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Grant me your energy, your strength, your unction, and your anointing and the power of your Holy Spirit as well as everybody else to pray and to read your Holy Word and to pray without ceasing to understand your Holy Word and uh, to comprehend your Holy Word, to love it, to cherish it, to obey it, to apply it to our own lives and to share it with others, to teach it to others, to preach it to others, the whole counsel of God, uh, which has the power to deliver and the gospel uh, for those who are lost. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus our Lord and Savior, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, Thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible. If you cannot hear me for some reason, please text us or email us or tap into Facebook or bcnn1 uh, info at bcnn1.com if you're watching there Gospelite Society email if you're watching there Gospelite House of Prayer if you're watching there or wherever you're watching if my mouth is moving and you can't hear me clearly that is a problem let us know 1 Kings chapter 8, verses 22 through 32. And Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the congregation of Israel and spread forth his hands toward heaven. And he said, Lord God of Israel, 
There is no God like thee in heaven above or on earth beneath who keepeth covenant and mercy with thy servants that walk before thee with all their heart who has kept with thy servant David my father that thou promised him thou spakest also with thy mouth and hast fulfilled it with thine hand as it is this day therefore now Lord God of Israel keep with thy servant David my father that thou promised him saying there shall not fail thee a man in my sight to sit on the throne of Israel so that thy children take heed to their way that they walk before me as thou hast walked before me and now O God of Israel let thy word I pray thee be verified which thou speakest unto thy servant David my father but will God indeed dwell on the earth behold the heaven and heaven of heavens cannot contain thee how much less this house that I have builded yet have thou respect unto the prayer of thy servant and to his supplication O Lord my God to hearken unto the cry and to the prayer which thy servant prayeth before thee today that thine eyes may be open toward his house night and day even toward the place of which thou hast said my name shall be there that thou mayest hearken unto the prayer which thy servant shall make toward this place and hearken thou to the supplication of thy servant and of thy people Israel when they shall pray toward this place and hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place and when thou hearest forgive and rather verse 31 if any man trespass against his neighbor and an oath be laid upon him to cause him to swear and the oath come before thine altar in this house then hear thou in heaven and do and judge thy servants condemning the wicked to bring his way upon his head and justifying the righteous to give him according to his righteousness shall we pray holy father god we pray now that you would save those who are lost 
help them to hear the gospel and to be saved. Help us as your people to take heed to your holy word and, uh, and understand the importance of walking righteously before you on this earth. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for us sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead, service family members. My beloved, this is Daniel White the Third, President of Gospel Light Society International with the Scripture and the Sense podcast number 967 where I simply read the Word of God and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source such as the Bible Knowledge Commentary and or the Matthew Henry Commentary. This podcast is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 8 where it says very clearly Ezra and the Levites read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. So the aim of this podcast, my beloved, is that through the simple reading of the Word of God, the Holy Bible, thus saith the Lord, and the giving of the sense of it, the understanding of it, it is my humble prayer that the church would be revived and that the world would be awakened and saved from the wrath to come and saved and saved from the eternal burning hell by simply believing in the Lord Jesus Christ who said the most magnificent words, the most loving words, and the most important words in the history of the world one night to a religious man who lacked understanding by the name of Nicodemus in a one-person crusade. With these words Jesus Christ shook up the world. He said as it is recorded in John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Dear friend, if you want to be saved from the power of your sin and saved from the punishment of your sin in this life and in the hell to come, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins. He was buried and rose on the third day. 
Jesus Christ in this one verse recorded in the Bible preached the gospel first and best and he preached it so well he included the history of the gospel. This gift, this salvation was born in the heart of Almighty God through his everlasting mercy and grace which our feeble minds cannot even really get our heads around. God so loved the world. What I mean, that's love for you. Millions and billions of sins have been committed against God Almighty. He's so merciful, so loving, and so full of grace. And watch this, so humble. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was meek. It's kind of hard for me to say that God is humble, but he is, to take this. This evil against him who created us. What humility. No wonder he loves for human beings to be humble. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was meek. Had all the power of the world in his hands. But he showed love and mercy to people. Born of the Virgin Mary. That means that no man ever touched Sister Mary. No man had sex with her before Jesus Christ was born. So his blood was pure and holy. It was God's blood. He never committed a sin in word, thought, or deed. He proved that he was God in the flesh by walking on the water like we walk on the ground because he made the water. Being caught in a storm, he told the wind to be quiet and the sea to sit down. Peace be still, and they both obeyed him. Because he made the wind. He made the storm. He broke up funerals by raising the dead in the coffin. And then another man died and was dead several days. And he went to the tomb of Lazarus and said, Lazarus! He had to call his name, they said. Somebody said he had to identify him because Jesus Christ is so powerful, though meek. If he had just said, come forth, everybody in the grave would have come forth. And Lazarus came forth, wrapped up in mummy-type coffin grave clothes. And a few hours later, they had dinner together. He was sitting at the table. And all of the reporters from the New York Times and the Washington Post, uh, they were out uh, reporting on what was happening. The Jerusalem Post, how about that? He healed the sick. He miraculously held uh, 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 heal the sick 
and uh, fed the hungry thousands at a time with just a box lunch. He is 100% God and 100% man. There's no half and half. You need to believe in him. I think you need to get to know him. In fact, I know you need to get to know him because I know him now. And you must understand, I there was a time in my life I hated church. I hated my dad who was a preacher. I hated my mother uh, who was a preacher. Uh, but especially my dad because I had his name. I couldn't be cool like the other kids. That's why I hated him. I hated the fact that I was carrying his name because he was known all over the region. He was one of the first black preachers on television many years ago. And that name followed me. And I tried my best to not be like him. I used to curse and swear when my friends said, you're going to be a preacher like your daddy. I, I, I cursed and swore that I would never preach the gospel. Now look at me. I've been preaching the gospel now for 40, over 42 years. And I wouldn't trade my life for anything in the world. My dad was just as shocked as I was. <laughs> but he was my biggest fan. And I, 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 I gained a new love and respect for him. Because uh, one thing he did right was that he loved me. And so, dear friend, if I can be saved, you can be saved. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ right now. Understand that you are a sinner. And you have done evil in God's sight. You have broken God's laws. We all have. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty for sin. The Bible states in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. And what God wants you to know is that you're going to die. It's my job and it's the job of all preachers <coughs> and all pastors to do this, to let you know that you're going to die and the reason why you're going to die is because of your sin. You're not going to die of cancer. You're not going to die of the coronavirus plague. You're not going to die of an aneurysm. You're going to die because of your sin, my friend. You're disregarding God's word. Disobeying God's word. Doing what you want. Being willful. Proud. Stubborn. Rebellious. Cast God's word behind your back. Destroy your own conscience. You sear your conscience with a hot iron. You know better on the inside. And all of that is going to be the basis of your, God's judgment against you if you don't repent, if you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, my friend.
you know better because of your own conscience. You know better because of the Word of God. Even if, even without being told, you know that you're doing wrong and evil. That's why you like to do it in the black and dark night. Lying, dishonesty, deceit, lusting after other people and things, stealing, robbing, whoremongering around, whoring around, being a homosexual, being a lesbian. Yes, all of these sins will land you in hell if you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and repent of your sins. The proof of your true belief is that you're going to turn away from sin. Jesus Christ did not die for sin for you to continue in sin. And unfortunately, I have to preach that to the preachers and the pastors in our country and the church folk in our country who think that they can do whatever they want and, 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 and uh, be saved. <clears throat> and that is not true. So I'm preaching to the church folk and to people outside of the church who see the church folk as hypocrites. Third, accept the fact that you are on the road to hell because of your sin. <clears throat> and what God wants you to understand about death it is appointed. The Bible says it is appointed on the man who wants to die, but after this the judgment. So this is certain. And secondly, he wants you to know that if he will allow you to die from this beautiful, watch this, heavenly place called earth. Don't, don't get it twisted now. Just because we're sinful and wicked, earth is still a beautiful place, man. Have you traveled anywhere? Have you seen some of the pictures? That the Christian photographers, you know what they put on the pictures? God created the heaven and the earth. It's so beautiful. Huh? How many of you been to the Virgin Islands like I have? Huh? And the, the, the water is so green, it's blue. I mean, so blue, <laughs> so blue is green. Huh? How many of you have been to Jamaica Lawn? How many of you have been to Alaska? And you've seen Mount McKinley? I, I heard that they might, have changed, they might have changed his name, I don't know. Changed the name of the mountain, but... How many have you been to Hawaii? beautiful places, man. This is a beautiful place. We messed it up, see, with our sinful selves. But if God allows you to die from this beautiful ball called earth, God will, because of your sin, God will allow you to die and go to hell. Straight to hell to pay for your sins. You must understand God is loving, extremely loving. We cannot even get our heads around his love. After 42 years of experiencing his love, I still am amazed and marvel at the love of God. His love makes me a big old tough 60 plus year old man crying like a baby. He's the only one who can make me cry. I'm just sitting in the car driving on the road. I think about the goodness of God and the love of God towards me, the mercy of God, and I, the tears begin to flow. 
sometimes I can't even stop it. I have to ask God to help me. God, please. I, I've asked God I, with great respect. God, please leave me alone now so I can go ahead and do my work for you. Respectfully, I've asked God to do that because I can't. Those of you who are saved, you know what I'm talking about. That when, when he gets you going like that right there, it's hard to stop it. You can't stop it in human strength. The love of God, man, is amazing. You can't listen to me. You really, if God unleashed the 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 the, the might of His love upon you, man, you, we couldn't even stand it. We would die of love. <laughs> yes, we would, man. I'm telling you. And so God so loved the world that He gave up His only begotten Son. Jesus Christ, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's the love of God for you. He doesn't want you to go to hell, but he will allow you to go to hell if that's what you want. If you love darkness more than light, you love the jam-jam-boogie lifestyle and whoring around and whoremongering around and being a homosexual and a lesbian more than you love Jesus and more than you want to be saved, from hell, then you, you I mean, I'm going to say go right ahead. That's what you're going to do. Now, Jesus is still doing everything he can right now to get you saved from hell. Even at this moment. Jesus Christ said in Mark 9, 43 through 48, And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. If your hand leads you to sin, because really when you sin against God, you offend yourself. You're hurting yourself when you sin against God. See? It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell into the fire that never shall be quenched. Do you want to go to a place where the fire is never quenched? Come on, man, woman. Is sin that good to you? I know sin can be good now. Sin can be fun and pleasurable. There's no doubt about it. And sadly for most of us, it is the evil of the sin that is most pleasurable. Because we're evil. Because we know it's wrong. We want to do it. <clears throat> Where well, the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. Is Bo Peep that good to you? Is Sylvia that good to you? Is the adultery that good to you? You'd rather die and go to hell over it? And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. That foot that leads you over to uh, somebody's house you are not to go to. Somebody's wife, somebody's husband. homosexual rendezvous, lesbian rendezvous. Repent of that and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and get set free from all that stinky, demonic, evil foolishness. The devil is a lie and the devil is lying to you. God never told you to put your penis in somebody's behind. You a man with another man. Nobody, God never told you, uh, a woman, to 
be trying to uh, have sex with each other. Nobody told you to go over to uh, have sex with another man's wife. Nobody told, God didn't tell you that. God didn't tell you to go and have sex with another uh, woman's husband. God told you not to do those things. And the commandments of God are not grievous. But if you continue in those things, here's where you're going. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell. Into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where the worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. You say, preacher, you're killing my buzz. Preacher, I have some plans to be with somebody tonight. Now, you done, you done messed that up. That's all right. You'd be better off. Listen to me. You'd be better off instead of there committing fornication and adultery and homosexuality and lesbianism. You'd be better off at home uh, watching a television show and enjoying life and get and being high on life. There's no greater high than to be saved and high in the Lord. And that's a fact. And the fire is not quenched. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. Now, you, you think all of that is worth it? I don't think so. Mm -mm. Hell is a real place. Hell is a sad place. Hell is a bad place. And hell is bad news. But I have some good news for you. You don't have to go to hell because through God's love, he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to suffer, to bleed, and to die on the cross in a cruel way for our sins. You want to see the ugliness of sin? Look at the cross. Look at how God, the Son of God, suffered, bled, and died at the hands of the people he created. At the hands of the people he loves. They called him everything but a child of God. They mocked him. They beat him beyond recognition. And all of his blood was shed for you and me. Now that's love for you. I, I can't go beyond that. Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day, proving that he is the Son of God. And then he ascended back to heaven. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father, doing what? Praying 24-7 for you and me. That's love for you. So believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, my dear friend. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins. Was buried and rose on the third day to save your soul from hell. That's why he did it. And that's why by the grace of God I preach it every day. He did it for, he did it for me. 
And I know he can do it for you. Wherever you are in the world, you might be in the Ukraine, you might be in Russia, you might be in the Philippines, you might be in Kenya, you might be in China. <clears throat> By the way, pray for Chi. They're saying that he has suffered a uh, aneurysm or something. He may die. I don't know. But pray. And pray for his soul. Pray for him to be saved. But right now, dear friend, you need to be saved. So follow me in prayer. Mean it from your heart, believing in your heart in Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God in heaven, I, I cannot see you, but I know you're there. I admit that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight. I have broken your Ten Commandments. As the preacher has mentioned, lying, stealing, lusting after people and things, dishonoring my parents, dishonoring you by taking your name in vain. Holy Father God, I am guilty according to your law and your holy word. I deserve to die and go to hell. For Jesus Christ's sake, your Holy Son, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and truly save my soul from the hell that I deserve to the heaven that I don't deserve. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to truly repent of all of my sins. Help me to change and help me to turn from my evil ways and to follow you in the new life, Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in your name I do pray. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day by the power of God, allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life. 
and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as he said for you to do. You obeyed the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And now you're saved by the grace of God. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ Jesus, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. It is based upon what Jesus Christ said in John 10:9. I am the door by me of any man into in. He shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ today as your Lord and Savior, please email us at dw3 at gospelitesociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you to help you to grow in the faith and to be the Christian that God wants you to be. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good is my humble prayer. We're going to resume our service already in progress uh, at the point of the uh, st- at the point of the scripture in the sense uh, portion of this service, the standing between the living and the dead service. Today, my beloved, and by the way, for those of you who just prayed and I believed in Christ and got saved. This is your first Bible study. Today we are reading Malachi chapter 2, verse 15. And did not he make one? Yet had he the residue of the Spirit? And wherefore one, that he might seek a godly seed? Therefore take heed to your spirit, and let none deal treacherously against the wife of his youth. Uh, Many of you know I've been preaching a Mother's Day series, and uh, I told wives and mothers, and I said it also in a podcast yesterday, and I've said it many times before, Husbands are under God in Jesus Christ. And you wives do not have to worry about getting them back for anything treacherous or evil they have done. Have faith in God. I assure you that God will get him. You don't have to worry about it. You see, you you need to understand, God is a protector. And he will protect you as a wife if you make sure that you're obedient to God yourself. And you're not doing anything that pushes you out of the parameters of that protection. Such as not submitting to your husband, not being in subjection to your husband, uh, disrespecting your husband, not showing proper agape love for your husband. We're not talking about any romance love here. Agape love. You do your part, 
And by doing your part, you're showing your faith in God. The problem in many marriages today is many wives don't have faith in God and in His Word. And they try to punish their husbands themselves. And that is a no-no. Because see, God will pull back and let you go ahead and try to do what you want to do in the flesh. Leave him alone and let God deal with him. God does not play. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. And God loves you, wife and mother, just as much as he loves your husband. And he's not going to let you be hurt or harmed by him. Now, your husband may not let you have your way and may get on your case and so forth and so on. That's all good. There's nothing wrong with that. That's still love too. But you leave your husband to God. I have seen husbands killed for taking advantage of their wives or uh, out there with side pieces and stuff like that. God does not play. And if they persist in that, don't confess their sins and repent, God will take them away and make you rich. I've seen that happen, so don't you worry about it. God is in control. That's what you said, right? That's what you say, right? Well, act like it. The best thing you can do for some people, leave them alone, do your part, pray for them. As I've told my children and as I've told my wife, the, the worst thing I can do for you is pray for you. Meaning, uh, God will deal with you if you get out of line. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I just read in your hearing Malachi 2.15. Now, here is the sense of it. Here is the understanding of it. I, I've given you some of it already. With the help of the Holy Ghost, nod to my great-grandmother, Mother Brelov, and Mother Beeman, back in those days. They could have said Holy Spirit, but they didn't. They didn't use the word Holy Spirit, the phrase Holy Spirit. They used Holy Ghost. And that spooked us, young people. Whoa, what? Anyway, same thing. The Bible Knowledge Commentary shares with us from Dallas Theological Seminary. This is the most difficult verse in Malachi to translate. The first phrase could be either, Did not one make them? Or did not he, the Lord, make one? The first rendering emphasizes the creative and sovereign work of the one God. The second has several possibilities. It may refer to one wife, one child of Abraham, Isaac, and uh, 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 no, and one flesh, man and woman, made one in marriage, or one covenant nation. The second sentence in verse 15 is even more difficult. Literally, it reads, and a remnant of the spirit or spirit to him. 
The NIV follows the view of many commentators and reads flesh in place of remnant. However, the primary motivation for this is the opinion that the first phrase alludes to Genesis 2.24, which speaks of man and woman becoming one in marriage. This view is possible because marriage is being discussed in Malachi 2.10-16. Husbands, God does not play. You have a husband too. <laughs> Uh, not down here on earth. I'm talking about Jesus Christ. He's the, the husband of the bride of Christ. And you have learned, hopefully, that you don't mess with Jesus and you don't mess with God. So, so don't, don't mess with your wife. And don't mistreat your wife. Because God will get you. And that ought to put f the fear of God in you. You don't need to... No, no, no. Wait, hold up now. Don't fear your wife, sir. Fear God. You say what you need to say to your wife when she is wrong and acting evil and all of that. You better rebuke her. And you don't hearken to your wife. You don't fear her not giving you some Putin enemy. Some Putin enemy. You don't fear all her threats. You don't even fear she threatened to take the children and, and divorce you. You fear God. Son and God only. And that fear and respect of God will keep you from harming your wife or your children. That's if you're saved and born again. All bets are off, off if you're lost. And you'll do anything. Probably, back to the text, a better view is that the prophet was contrasting the Lord's faithfulness to Israel... trying to hinder God's work. But you heard me pray against the devil. I'm going to continue to do that. But I thank the Lord that our technician, my son Daniel Ezekiel, was Johnny on the spot, took care of the situation, and everything is back to normal. As I was saying, talking about Malachi chapter 2 verses 10 through 16 probably a better view is that the prophet was contrasting the Lord's faithfulness to Israel his one covenant people with the marital unfaithfulness of individual Israelites like we have today we have individual Christians who are not faithful to their own marriages, which uh, uh, many people understand that the church is not faithful to the Lord, as we should be, the modern day church, the Laodicean church, the apostate church. This contrast had already been drawn in verse 10 and was involved in the discussion, pardon me, of the sin of intermarriage. Uh, 
in this view, the one in the first clause in verse 15 refers to Israel as one people. The stress on oneness would have special significance in the post-exilic period as the former division between Israel and Judah was removed. In verse 11, Judah and Israel are used interchangeably. Therefore, the first phrase might have an, have an intended double reference. Has he not made one people? And has he not made the people one? The second phrase could read and made them and made them his spiritual remnant. They could be his spiritual remnant only because he would fill uh, them with his spirit. Though Judah and Israel were united in Malachi's day, the granting of the Holy Spirit to the remnant is still future. Now, you know, folks, you may have to get this by freight. This is kind of the it's kind of deep today. And uh, uh, and maybe unnecessarily so, but anyway, but it was described from God's standpoint as if it had already taken place. Why was God concerned about the unity of His people? And why one? God is seeking a godly offspring, literally a seed of God. Seed refers to the people corporately as the heir of his covenant promise and parallels the phrase spiritual remnant. Malachi's command, so God yourself in your spirit means to have the same desire for covenant unity that the Holy Spirit seeks, which would mean not violating the marriage covenant. By the way, God takes the marriage covenant very seriously. You don't believe so? Go ahead and try to get a divorce. You, you feel it in your soul how seriously God takes it. There's a steel bond between a husband and a wife that is unbreakable. And you can try to break it, but you're going to feel the pain of it. Listen to me very carefully. For the rest of your natural born life. Go ahead. And because your wife, sir, uh, is married to you, and you married her, not only is there a bond, uh, her desire will be to you. Always. And, you know, she can go out and try to get with somebody else and listen to her girlfriends and everything, but... In the dark and black night, she's going to want her husband. And uh, you're going to want your family. So, and this is, this is the testimony of even lost people. I mean, uh, I mean, look at the nasty divorce between uh, these two movie stars. And, and I think it's two or three of them going on. One, one is going on, going on t 10 years. Huh? 
and you're going to pain and you're going to hurt everything you miss, which is which will be thousands of things, thousands of things, and every graduation. Uh, a death-like feeling. Every marriage, every soccer game, everything—it's going to be death, 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 worse than death. And uh, so, uh, uh, but you know, with all of that, the uh, BKC has said here, which even I'm going to have to go back and read some more. Uh, the main point I want you to get husbands is you do right by God in dealing with your wife and God will look after you and uh, uh, and, and God will bless your family and bless your life because he does not play if you deal treacherously with your wife and you divorce your wife and marry somebody else and you know uh, you hardly give her any money to live on and all this kind of thing It's cheaper to keep her, as they said back in the 70s, I believe. And let me say something to the wives. God will get you too. If you don't listen to your husband and obey your husband, God knows how to deal with you too. And he will, he, he, he can shut you down. So don't you make sure you don't mess with God. And you be obedient to God. And that includes being obedient to your husband. BKC, wrap up, because the nation is one, no husband, Malachi said, should break faith with his wife, with the wife of his youth, by divorcing her. Because God says, I hate putting away. He, hate it. he hates it. You know why? Because he's concerned not only about the man, he's concerned about the woman. And he's concerned about the children. That's another thing I didn't touch on. Let me just touch on a little bit. You grown folk wanting to get a divorce, you break the hearts of your children in millions of pieces. Every day by doing that. Don't be shocked when they have a bad attitude and change their attitude to the worst ever because you uh, want a divorce breaking up their lives messing up their lives messing their minds up breaking their hearts trying to do this foolishness of uh, back and forth with the children foolishness which breaks their hearts afresh and new over and over again the children who love the, the parent who loves the children the most as I told you yesterday uh, based upon a Solomon situation, Solomon's wisdom, will let the other parent have the children so they can stay in one place. That's what I believe. You, you're just trying to hurt each other by taking them back and forth, using them as little pawns, you devils. Anyway, I must move on. Oh, I, I'm moving on to the family segment. What I have dubbed the family verses. Let's pray. Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for the, for the first Bible study for some. And Lord, we thank you for 
allowing us to dig deeper into this passage. And, uh, Lord, however, this was a difficult uh, Bible study, and which is rare. I pray that you will give us a greater understanding of it. Uh, as my son Daniel Ezekiel helps with uh, me going over this again with uh, maybe using uh, a study Bible that can break it down a little bit better uh, next time. So Lord, we pray that you will help us to grow from what we have learned and help us to obey your holy word. Help husbands who like to put away probably more than wives uh, not to do that and to love their wives as you have commanded them to do. And we pray the same thing for wives, that they would subject themselves to their husbands and love their husbands back and respect their husbands. So that the marriage will stay together and the children, uh, children's hearts will not be broken into a million pieces. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. And we're still at Ephesians six four in the family verses now uh, if you really want to hear something you, you you need to go back to the um, standing between the living and the dead service that I did on yesterday uh, I'm not going to spend as much time on this verse today verse 4 Ephesians 6, 4, God is speaking to parents, especially fathers. And, and by the way, you wives, you mothers, do not take this verse and use it against your husband and uh, tell him he's the one that needs to raise the children by himself. Don't do that. That's not what this is about. You're supposed to be a helpmeet. You know what a good helpmeet is? A woman who helps her husband with everything, uh, with anything that he's doing. Whatever he's doing, you need to help him with it. You need to pull with him. And by the way, he does not need your help. Along the lines of telling him what he ought to be doing. He doesn't need that kind of help. He should know what he wants to do and how he's going to do it. He just needs some help from you to do it. Not to change course. Not to tell him he's doing it wrong. That's not being a helpmeet. Not to be try to be his God over him. That's not your place. But you can do what you want. I'll see you in the funny papers. Verse 4, And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And I touched on this yesterday, and I really cannot top yesterday, but I will say that uh, there are many ways that you can provoke your children to wrath, to anger, to bitterness, and to resentment. Inconsistency, favoritism, 
uh, and this is happening, sad to say, in many so-called blended homes. And by the way, may I say to you that in every area of a life, if it is not done the way God wants it done, there's going to be problems, serious problems. And uh, and God has told you n- what not to do. And the main way that you will be a father or a mother, a parent, who provokes their children to wrath, let me just say, first of all, if you're not saved, you're going to end up doing that. Hating your children, despising your children, uh, uh, seeing them, another evil is seeing your children as equals. And so you can go tit for tat and back and forth and all of that kind of thing. Uh, Playing favorites and all of that. If you're not saved, you're going to end up doing that. Number two, if you don't love your children with the God kind of love, and if you're not saved, you're not going to have that. See, I've already told you, even recently, through the Mother's Day, um, series, which was amazing, if I say so myself, uh, that uh, because my wife is not saved, she does not have that agape love for her children, or or family type love. It's just unnatural. The Bible calls it uh, a lack of natural affection. And she has provoked them to anger to the point that when they have gotten grown, they've had to rebuke her. And I've had to uh, uh, step in and rebuke them for doing that. But theirs was a spontaneous frustration. And, uh, but if, they live, if they're grown and live in my house, they can't do that, spontaneous or not. However, what it said was, I agreed with them, and they agreed with me that she intentionally causes problems and provokes problems even with the children, and I'm not going to have that. I have been, listen to me very carefully, and there are other husbands and other wives out there who have been the protector of the children. I have had to protect my children from their mother because she just did not have, certainly did not have a godly love. I know some of you all don't like it who believe all women are wonderful and great and dandy and you know that's a lie from hell. You're not wonderful, great and dandy, are you? 
You've got girlfriends who are not wonderful, great and dandy, who you talk about behind their backs. You agree with them to their face about their husband, but then you talk about them about uh, behind their back, and you say, mm-hmm, listen here, she keep on talking about her husband like that, somebody's going to get that man, and it may be you. And she has not had the natural affection for her children. And so they have grown up bitter and resentful towards her because of that. That's a provoking of wrath, a provoking of anger. And I had to literally control her and make her do things that she should have done on her own. So you don't need to be that way. In fact, if you are going to be that way, you don't really need to have children. Seriously. Because the pain that you're going to cause them over a lifetime uh, is, uh, let me just say this to say the least, unnecessary. And I'm here to tell you, it alters their trajectory if they don't have the love of a mother. And yes, the proper love of a father. So, here's what God wants you to do. Don't provoke your children to anger towards you and wrath towards you. Here's what God wants you to do. Nurture. And admonish. When they do well, you pat them on the back. You reward them. My son did something, my baby son did something fantastic this uh, past week that has been a blessing to the family and when we got back from where we went to yesterday uh, I, I said before the whole family thank you son for doing a great job for and, and being a blessing and help to the family give credit where credit is due And he knows I, I do the other part too. Admonish. When they do well, you pat them on the back. When they do evil, you pat them on the butt. And, and, and if you love them, they will not mind it. They don't like to be chastised or rebuked. Nobody does. But if they know you love them, they'll take it. See? And that's how God deals with me. In fact, I love, I love the Lord. I started loving the Lord more and respecting the Lord more. Listen to me very carefully. This is so true. I want you to get this. I've said it many times. It was almost like a born again, born again experience. I started loving the Lord more and respecting Him more and serving Him more cheerfully after He chastised my butt. So what did you do? Don't worry about that. He chastised my butt for what I did. Okay. You hear me? And it made a difference in my life, my dear friend. And because I took it because I know he, I knew he loved me. I took it, and I, I, I surprised myself how he gave me the grace to take it in such a way that I was on his side. I don't love the Lord. Thank you. Here's what I prayed. Thank you, Lord, for loving me so much that you will not let me stay my old way. And, and, and here's what I knew, too. 
and that you as a father need to make sure your children understand and even your wife understand. Now, I love you so much, I'm willing to lose you. I knew, listen to me, very I understand what I'm saying. God loved me, I knew that God loved me so much that if I did not repent and change, he would not use me the way that he's used me. Because he can't, he couldn't do it. You understand? All right, so let's pray for other families. Saved families, lost families, everybody. And let's pray for other people. Holy Father God, we pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the salvation of lost families, for the revival of saved families. We pray for the salvation of the lost everywhere, revival of the saved, healing of the sick, comfort of the grieving, And, uh, Holy Father God, we pray, Lord, for all people who name the name of Christ. That you would have mercy and grace upon us and help us to confess that we're wrong of our sins of disobeying your great commandment and your great commission. And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you will help us to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent. of our sins and to get back to you our first love and Holy Father God we also pray Lord for all people who are in the ministry of government we pray Lord for the salvation of the lost for the revival of the saved for the healing of the sick for the comfort of the grieving in this group as well. And we pray that you would truly lead them and guide them and direct them in helping us to have peaceful and quiet lives. And we pray for all uh, government ministers in this country and around the globe. And we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And Holy Father God, we pray for all Christians who are being persecuted in this country and in other countries around the globe, that you will uh, comfort them, bless them, and protect them. Grant them your grace in their trying hours and in their dying hours, if that be your will. And Lord, we pray also uh, Lord, for not only the millions who are suffering from the coronavirus plague, death of loved ones and those who are in the, who are in the hospital, those who are sick at home. But Lord, we pray for a few by name. We pray for the family and friends of Florida Pastor William Poynia, 
for the family and friends of Florida teacher Lena Marcella Jackson, for the family and friends of Alabama resident Darby Dockery, for the family and friends of Florida police officer Matthew S. Coleman, for the family and friends of Georgia police officer Dustin Beasley, and others. And Lord, we also pray for all of the prayer requests that have come in down through the years, and we have a smaller prayer request of some newer prayer requests that have come in. And Lord, we pray for the salvation, spiritual, family, life, financial, material, protection, and provision, mental and physical blessings upon all of the thousands who have sent in prayer requests down through the years, <coughs> including these new ones. And we thank you for the thousands of answers to prayer. And we pray, Lord, today for uh, some new people and their requests by name. We pray for Jillian. Please give her guidance, direction, purpose. Show her what her calling is. Give her wisdom, confidence, support, and new opportunities regarding lifestyle and all relationships. Protect her from spiritual attacks. Deliver her from unclean spirits and uh, all curses. Help her to be closer, connected to Jesus. And Lord, we pray for uh, Jason. Please save his grandson and deliver him from depression. We pray for Tammy. Please deliver her husband, Jonathan, and save him as well. And Lord, in closing, we pray for all of the people who have gotten saved by your grace through the preaching of your gospel across this pulpit down through the years. And we pray for a few by name. We pray for Bitutu, Ezra, Douglas, John, Joel. Help them all to grow in the faith and be the Christians you want them to be. We also pray for those who have recommitted their lives to you through the preaching of the full counsel of God from this uh, pulpit. Help them to stand strong in the faith and never go back into a backslidden state. We pray for jo Josephina, Doris, Shea, Flores, and Rose. We commit these souls into your hands as well as ours. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Let's all stand for our closing prayer. Thank you so much for being with us today. And, Lord, and I know that you if you're saved, you have been blessed. And those of you who heard the gospel today, and you got saved, may God bless you. We're here for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Contact us if you need any help in your Christian life at all. Let's pray. Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for allowing us to be here today. Thank you so much for what you have done. Thank you so much for what you're doing. And Lord, help us to pray without ceasing, to read and meditate on your holy word, and to obey it no matter what. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time, as we listen once again to our Fly Away. Now, dear friend, if you are with us today, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, John 3.16 states, For God so loved the world, these are the words of Jesus Christ. God so loved the world, that means that if you are in this world, God loves you. 
that he gave his only begotten son, God gave up his only begotten son to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for your sins. He shed innocent blood on the cross for your sins because Jesus Christ never committed a sin in word, in thought, in attitude, or in deed. Yes, you can have a sinful attitude. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son up to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for our sins, however, our lies, our stealing, our lusting after people and things, coveting after people and things, what other people have, our disrespect and dishonor and disobedience and having bad attitudes towards our parents, our taking God's name in vain and so many other sins. These are just five of the Ten Commandments. If we have broke one of them, we have broken the whole law according to the Bible. Jesus died for all of our wickedness and all of our sins. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, he was speaking of himself, that whosoever believeth in him, the word whosoever means anybody at any time, the word believeth means to trust in, to have faith in him, Jesus Christ should not perish, that is, you will not go to hell, but have everlasting life. So, dear friend, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ today so that you can be saved from the torments of hell. For the Bible teaches that once you die unsaved, if you die without believing in Christ, you will immediately wake up in the torments of hell. If you want to avoid that and wake up in heaven and in the arms of Jesus Christ, if you will, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ down here. For the Bible says in Romans 10:9 and 13 that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever, whosoever, there's that word again, whosoever, anybody at any time, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven. It's very simple to be saved, very easy to be saved, contrary to what people will tell you. You don't have to be in a church building to get saved. You don't have to join a church to get saved. You don't have to get baptized to get saved. You don't have to give any money to the church to get saved. You don't have to shake the preacher's hand. You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to walk down the aisle. You don't have to do anything to get saved, but believe in Jesus Christ and call on his name and pray and ask him to save you. And he will do so, my beloved. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. So believe in your heart. Only you can do that that Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day. Pray with me the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. 
Holy Father God in heaven, I acknowledge that I am a wicked sinner, and I admit that I have broken your Ten Commandments. I have indeed committed some of those sins that were mentioned earlier by the preacher. And Holy Father God, I admit that I deserve to go to hell just like a criminal deserves to go to jail. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my crimes and sins. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and uh, into my spirit and save my soul. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins. Was buried and rose on the third day. And Lord, I do, I do not understand it all, but I thank you for it all. And I believe it all. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul. And change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And help me to truly repent of my sins past. And to truly repent of my sins present. And to turn from my evil life. And to follow you, Lord Jesus, in the new life. For it is in your name I do pray. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you just believed in the Lord Jesus Christ with all of your heart as your Lord and Savior, and you prayed that prayer with me and you meant it from your heart, I declare to you that based upon the Word of God, the Holy Bible that I just shared with you, you are now saved from hell and you're on your way to heaven. Welcome to the family of God, dear friend. I want to congratulate you on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ Jesus, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled what to do after you enter through the door Jesus Christ said in John chapter 10 verse 9 uh, and this is what the book title is based on I am the door Jesus Christ said by me if any man enter in he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture ladies and gentlemen until next time may the Lord bless you and keep you is my prayer.